Hello and welcome to Frankly Speaking, where we dive deep into regional headlines and speak with leading policymakers and business leaders. I am Katie Jensen. Tennis superstars Novak Djokovic and Rafa Nadal, alongside several other Grand Slam winners, are slated to make their way to Saudi Arabia later this year to participate in a groundbreaking new tennis tournament organised by the Kingdom. The announcement adds to a series of major sporting initiatives undertaken by the country, which has already made substantial investments and successes in Formula One, football and golf. On this episode of Frankly Speaking, we hear from Arij Mutabagani, the president of the Saudi Tennis Federation, to address some of the calls of boycott of Saudi tennis. We also ask her if some of the media's views about the progress in female sports participation and discuss the prospects of seeing a Saudi player at Wimbledon. Ms. Mutabagani, thank you for joining us on Frankly Speaking. Now, women's participation in sporting activities in Saudi Arabia today is unrecognisable from just a few years ago. But despite this, there seems to be a number of very cynical voices in the Western media. I have to ask, is it the case you haven't done enough? Or frankly speaking, is it damned if you do and, and damned if you don't? Well, um, I think uh, Saudi Arabia has uh, gone through a great transformation, especially when it comes to the world of sports and female participation. So uh, the number speaks for themselves. We have uh, hosted uh, many international events. Uh, we have increased the female participation in, in sports. Now we have 330,000 female registered uh, in sports and we have around 14,000 female participants in tennis specifically. So uh, I think uh, these numbers only speak for themselves and they can showcase that uh, tennis or sports in general in Saudi Arabia are undergoing a great transformation uh, since uh, the Vision 2030 was uh, incepted by uh, his, the Crown Prince, uh, Prince Mohammed uh, bin Salman. So uh, we have a lot more uh, road to take as you can see but we are trying our best uh, in a very short time. Well you've mentioned some of the incredible changes underway there and there's been huge efforts by you at the Saudi Tennis Federation and we really are seeing now the sport becoming one of those experiencing a huge development. Rafael Nadal has been recently announced as a new ambassador for you. In fact he's going to be opening a youth academy in the kingdom. You've also announced a number of new tournaments. We have the Six Kings Slam. December was the first time that a sanctioned tennis tournament was staged in Saudi with the next-gen ATP finals. So I'd be interested to hear your thoughts about where you think the place of tennis is in Saudi sports today, because typically we tend to think of the kingdom as more associated with, with football or golf or, or Formula One. Uh, tennis, I think, uh, lately has taken a very important part in the transformation of sports in Saudi Arabia. And uh, we have seen that by the increased uh, number of events, specifically in tennis. We have started uh, uh, basically in uh, 2022, we've hosted the first 
international juniors tournament that took place in, in Riyadh. It was over uh, 10 days and we had a huge uh, participation. We've seen uh, tennis introduced in clubs, which was in 2019 we had uh, zero clubs participating in the tournaments. Now we have uh, seven clubs that have female participants. We have increased the number of uh, tennis tournaments for females. We had three, now we have 20. So you can see that there is a big progress. We have uh, uh, a huge program with the Ministry of Education in partnership with the Sports for All Federation where we would like to uh, introduce tennis as a new sport uh, to children. So we have uh, started in 2023 with uh, 30 schools uh, uh, across Saudi Arabia. We've increased it to 90 schools later 2023. In 2024, we are expanding to 400 schools. This goes, uh, the segregation, there is basically 50% uh, schools are female schools, 50% are boys, so we're having equal numbers. Our main aim is to uh, start with the grassroots and uh, introduce tennis to all the population and then grow it from there and concentrate on the high performance. Well, we continue to hear rumors that the prestigious season finale of the women's tour of the WTA finals could soon be taking part in Riyadh. What can you tell us about the discussions that are taking place? Can we expect an announcement soon? We are actually uh, trying to have a long relationship with uh, and building a relationship with the uh, official uh, governing bodies of tennis in general, whether it's ATP, WTA or ITF. Uh, we've successfully delivered the next-gen finals last year in Jeddah, so we started this relationship with the ATP. Now we're also trying to build up the relationship with the WTA and uh, we're still in discussions, uh, but uh, our goal is to build all of these relationships for the long term that will help uh, develop tennis uh, in Saudi Arabia, uh, whether it's big events or lower uh, events from challengers to futures, because that will improve the level of our local tennis players, having them not to travel outside and compete, you know, bringing all the international tournaments through these big uh, governing bodies will help develop tennis and uh, create champions in the region. And I think having the right role models in place to inspire that next generation of Saudi players is so important. Now, we've just seen 19-year-old Yara Alagabani. She's just taken part in the UAE in the 2024 Abu Dhabi Mubadla Open. She's been playing along the, alongside the likes of Onus Jabor, Naomi Osaka, plenty more. She's called it a dream come true to be able to play at this level. Tell me, what do you think of her progress and the inspiration that he's providing for other aspiring Saudi tennis players? Uh, actually, this is our goal. Yara has been practicing very hard and she worked very hard from a very young age. She has two other siblings who are also uh, national players. So she, being at the top in Saudi Arabia and being a female, she is a great ambassador for the sport and inspiring the new generation of little kids, whether boys or girls. And having her uh, there in Mubadala, uh, even if it's just with a wild card, 
has uh, given her the chance to feel what it is to be at those high levels and it has inspired her to uh, work harder and try harder, you know, to reach higher levels hopefully in the future. It's by having these chances that it can turn somebody's future around and they can become stars and this is what we would like for our champions to be stars for the next generations. Well, she's got a great serve, but she's also incredibly eloquent and well-spoken, particularly at just 19 years of age. And I think it's really an important representation of the progress that has taken place in Saudi, particularly over the last few years. So take me back to where tennis was. Can you give us some numbers on where tennis was, when it really first began in Saudi versus where it is today and where you aspire it to be? Well, uh, back in 2019, uh, as I was saying before, we had no uh, female participation in clubs and that has changed. And now we have seven clubs that have uh, female participation. So they have a female team playing in the national tournaments. Uh, we had only three uh, national female tournaments. Now we have 20 uh, female tournaments. Uh, we've had uh, the increase in the participation. We had 90 uh, females uh, playing in 2019. Now we have 700 uh, female registered playing tennis. So as you can see, there is a huge appetite for female participating in tennis and we are trying to expand that base and we have uh, a, an aggressive uh, uh, program to develop these talents from the grassroots up uh, since it has been uh, kind of like the light on tennis has been uh, very um, I mean lately attention on tennis has been uh, increasing and this is what we would like to do through all of these international events coming in uh, it will shed lights on the sports in general and the participation of females when we talk about tennis, uh, we don't talk about uh, just uh, the players, basically, because in the tennis ecosystem, there are uh, different stakeholders. So we try to take care of all the females that would really like to join the tennis family, which, which I call it the tennis family, because we have the parents, we have the players, we have the administrators, we have the tournament organizers, we have the officials, the coaches, et cetera, et cetera. So we have to take care of all the uh, tennis ecosystem and and female take a huge part in it. I mean, those numbers are impressive to go from 90 registered players just around four years ago and to be up at, in the ranks of 700 today is just incredible. Arish, I know you've played such a big part in the evolution of tennis in the kingdom. And in fact, you, uh, you grew up playing tennis as well. So tell me a little bit about your experience. What ignited your real love of the sport? And tell me about your experience in playing tennis in the kingdom from a young age. Uh, I actually, my first sport was in tennis, just for you to know, it was uh, horseback riding. I was riding with my sister at a very young age, uh, but then when I grew a little bit older, I found some friends that were playing tennis because horseback riding wasn't my favorite sport. So I asked to join them and I started playing and I thought it was okay, that's a great sport. So I started playing at around the age of 12 and uh, back then there was uh, only one club which was called the Dunes Club at the American Embassy. 
which had six tennis courts. It was a great uh, social sport club, and we had a lot of tournaments going on. We had local tournaments. We had tournaments in hotels and compounds, and that where the love of tennis grew. Uh, and then uh, my husband actually is an ex-tennis uh, player. He still plays recreational, but he used to be uh, the Saudi champion. He used to be the GCC champion. He played the Pan Arab Olympic Games. So uh, it started with me and him. And then we have uh, four kids, which uh, three of them uh, play tennis. The younger two are actually on the national team and they've represented Saudi Arabia uh, in the Davis Cup in the past uh, several years. And uh, they have they went to tennis uh, academies. They finished their school in high school and tennis academies, the likes of Sanchez Casal and Rafa Nadal Academy. So it's a tennis family. We're a tennis family. We're passionate about it. So tennis has given us so much. And uh, this is part of why I really wanted to join the Federation to give back some of what the tennis has given to our family. So that the passion comes from there. Oh, I love that. I love that the kids are involved as well. I mean, can you share any little anecdotes with us? What was it like playing at the embassy back in those days? Were you playing on clay, on grass? Were you playing on sand even? What was it like? Who were you competing with? Because I love looking back at some of the pictures uh, to be able to see the incredible evolution uh, of the kingdom from then until now. Well, actually, we were playing on hard courts. Those were the only courts were, that were in Jeddah. Uh, strangely enough, next to us, there was a, a golf course, but it was a sand golf course. <laughs> so they were playing on sand, but it's still they had the golf course. I, I was playing against different people, different nationalities. I was playing uh, with men mostly because the f female level wasn't, you know, uh, as competitive when I became better. Uh, we used to have a league where we competed, you know, against different clubs and different uh, compounds, which was great. You know, the, the competition, you know, uh, kept us going and uh, pushing and training harder and harder, you know, to become better and better. So it was just amazing. We had a lot of uh, events that uh, were happening back then uh, that really uh, promoted tennis and uh, uh, made it, you know, a, a fun, healthy lifestyle. So clearly a huge evolution that has taken part in tennis over the decades. When we talk about the future, though, what steps is the Saudi Tennis Federation taking to ensure that the next generation of Saudi tennis players, both, both men and women, will be equally competitive and really vying for those top titles, not just content to only take part. Do you see that a lot of top class foreign expertise and coaching will be an important part of those plans? Uh, definitely, uh, because the expertise right now, uh, we don't have local expertise, so we'll have to uh, get help, you know, and uh, a partner with uh, foreign expertise, which we have several foreign coaches. We have uh, a technical director, he is uh, uh, British Egyptian, and we are developing uh, very strong uh, programs to uh, raise the level and introduce, first of all, uh, take care of the grassroots where we uh, introduce tennis to the next generation through the schools, like I told you, but then also take care of the prominent or the 
kids that show talent and have a program for them. We have three centers in Saudi Arabia, one in Jeddah, one in Riyadh, and one in the eastern province with a supervisor there, with a coach. And then we're hopefully expanding to new more areas, north and south, so a total maybe of five. And we have different programs where we run tournaments, where we run uh, uh, coaching classes throughout the whole year. And then at certain periods of the year, we take the top uh, uh, talents at different age groups from the 10, the 12, 14, and 16. We take them to summer camps where they uh, train and compete at international levels. So we have a lot of programs coming in and we are trying to develop also our national coaches, uh, the officials by partnering and working with the ITF closely where we can improve their levels and have exchange program with other countries where we send our coaches or uh, send our referees to learn and uh, get experience from tournaments happening in other areas around the region. Okay, so I have to ask, when can we expect to see a Saudi competing in Wimbledon? Should that be an ambition and could it be a female player? Well, actually, anybody would love to have <laughs> a, a, a tennis player competing in Wimbledon on uh, any Grand Slam that's happening around the world. I mean, the sky is the limit. Uh, we'd love to have uh, a champion uh, participating at Wimbledon. Uh, when and how, it's a little bit difficult. We're working very hard uh, on trying to produce that champion. Uh, it will take time, but the plan is there, and hopefully we will see one of our stars uh, competing, whether it's a male or a female. We're very proud of our boys and girls, so anyone could be our uh, next champion. Watch this space. Well, there's no denying Saudi is starting to host more and more high-profile tennis tournaments. We mentioned earlier the next-gen ATP finals. And in fact, Onstrable told my colleagues at Arabies just a few days ago that the dream is to have more tournaments in the kingdom. In fact, she said she would be one of the first to support them. So can we expect to see more ATP and WTA sanctioned tournaments in the kingdom in the coming years? Uh, definitely, everything and anything is possible. Uh, bringing these kind of international events to the country will only shed more light on the sport of tennis. It will make it more popular. It, the, the players will have role models to look up to. It will inspire new generation uh, to really uh, work harder and train harder to become uh, champions in the future and be able to compete in these tournaments in their country. So definitely bringing uh, high-level tournaments to the country, ATP, WTA, it's, uh, it's in the plans, but uh, we're working hard on it. We're working closely with the WTA and the ATP uh, to try and make this possible and happen hopefully in the near future. And I think it's important to note that tennis exhibitions in the Gulf are typically played during breaks in the ATP season or after it's finished. But we are seeing that changing now. Several major events that have been announced this year, including the Six Kings Slam, that is going to be taking place in October. Now, the ATP, as we know, has a full schedule in October. So we are starting to see that recognition for the kingdom. And now, Ons Jabor and Arena Sabalenka, they played in the Riyadh Seasons Cup in the Kingdom Arena. They were full of praise for not only the organization, but also the real engagement, the excitement of the Saudi fans. So I'd be interested to hear in your, in your work with the professionals who've played in Saudi, 
What has their experience been like? What, what feedback have they given you? All the professionals and all the tennis players that came and experienced playing in Saudi Arabia, whether it was in Jeddah at the next gen, whether it was in Riyadh uh, uh, for the exhibition match, had very positive experience. It started back in 2019 with the first Dir'iya uh, Tennis Cup that took place in uh, Dir'iya in Riyadh. So all that exposure and having them come to Saudi Arabia, all of them have only said really uh, positive things about being in Saudi Arabia and, and how they really would like to come back and help uh, promote tennis in the country. They've been extremely happy with the, uh, the audience. We had a full stadium for the exhibition match in Riyadh. Tickets were sold out and the audience was really, really engaged. And this was very nice to see. And, and the players like that because when you're on a tennis court, everybody likes you know, the cheering that goes around in the audience. And strangely enough, uh, we've noticed that the audience was engaged and they understood the game of tennis, which is very important. So having more of these exhibitions, more of these events will only uh, encourage people to come, whether they're just players or they're just uh, spectators, uh, enjoy watching a great match. So all of these things are great and, um, and all the players and the participants that took, uh, they came and played in these events were very, very happy of the general experience, whether it was on the court, off the court, touring uh, Riyadh or touring Jeddah, uh, which is really positive for us. So clearly, a very positive experience, and yet the kingdom continues to face accusations of sports washing. Now, Princess Rima bin Banda Al Saud, Saudi Arabia's ambassador to the US, well, she sent out a very strong statement when she responded to recent criticism from Martina Navratilova and Chris Evert of the WTA's possible deal with the kingdom. So I'd be interested to hear, what did you think of the comments that were made by the two former players and the statement that was then issued by Princess Rima. I actually grew playing tennis and having Chris Everett and Mantrina Navratilova as my idols. I was really looking up to them. Uh, they've done so much for uh, tennis and for uh, female participation and gender equality and getting equal prize money. And I respect their thoughts. Uh, I respect uh, uh, everyone is free to, to say and comment uh, but I would really like to invite them to come to Saudi Arabia and really see the progress that we are doing. We are in a phase of change. We are trying uh, to change. They've, they've done that, they've been there. So I would like to invite them and to come to Saudi Arabia and be part of this uh, journey in changing and transforming tennis and especially female participation. I think we will learn a lot from them and they would just have to come and see for themselves. And I think you're right. Being able to visit and witness firsthand the progress in person is something very powerful. Well, final question for you today. If you had to send out a message to young Saudis to take up tennis, much like you did, what would it be? I would tell them to really grab a tennis racket, try the sport, play tennis, be the next gen champion, be a role model on the court and off the court because tennis is a, is a life learning experience. It teaches us to be great human beings before being sportsmen. So uh, be an ambassador for tennis in Saudi Arabia on and off the court.
Oh, fantastic. Well, certainly some incredible insights there. I loved, uh, loved hearing about your stories first playing at the American Embassy um, all those years ago and incredible to hear about the development of the Saudi Tennis Federation and the work that you're doing to inspire the next generation. Arish, thank you very much for joining us today on Frankly Speaking. We appreciate your time. Thank you very much.